And stay tuned right now for those two characters of many characters, CBS Radio's Bob and Ray. Next on KNX, AM and FM, CBS Radio in Los Angeles. It's 7.45. From approximately coast to coast, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Everybody, Bob and Ray show back again. And say, talk about being timely. Oh. Uh, I'm sure you're all aware of what took place on TV last night. What a stupid thing. It was in the papers all day. And, uh, sit down, Ray. sir. Make yourself comfortable. And here to talk about that fiasco, uh, is Emery Filer, I think, isn't it? Is that, uh, what is it? That's correct. Uh-huh. And uh, tell me, sir, just what happened, anyway. Uh, the table you built for this new panel show, Price the Guest, uh, was supposed to seat four people, is that it? Mm, that's right, uh, Mr. Uh, Goldwyn. The producer... Uh, Goulding, sir. Goulding. The producer of the show, Louis Garvey, mm-hmm. uh, ordered uh, a table that would accommodate... Four panelists. But uh, the one you built for the show accommodated uh, only three, is that it? I'm afraid so. I must have been wool gathering. And uh, would you tell us how Mr. Lewis Garvey, producer of Price the Guest, uh, met the challenge? Well, I was at the fiasco. Uh I'm always at the studio and one of my tables is being used. And uh, would you tell our audience what you saw, Mr. Flyer? Well, the show... I'm sorry, it's Filer. Filer. Filer, yeah. The show opened with a lot of bugles blowing fanfare, you mean? Whatever it was. Anyway, some curtains parted, and I saw four well-dressed people heading for my table, introducing each other as they walked toward my table. It was very congenial. That is, until they reached your table. That's right. That's when the fun started. As soon as these four congenial people I was talking about saw there was only room for three at the table, they kind of rushed at it. But, of course, only three were able to sit down at the table. Yes, the oldest man in the lot didn't make it. And uh, what did he do, Mr. Filer? Well, he looked embarrassed standing there, so he started to walk off. Uh But the producer, Louis Garvey, wouldn't let him. He ran out and started to push this older man back toward the table. And uh, all this while the show was going on, right? (laughs) Yes. The moderator was chattering away like a magpie, asking questions left and right. <laughs> and the producer, Mr. Lewis Garvey, uh, was he still on stage? Oh, yeah. He was pushing the panel people all around. A couple of them fell on the floor, and uh, one of them, lady, got up, and she started to walk off, too. Mr. Lewis Garvey had to run after her and uh, pull her back. And uh, was the older man seated by this time? Yes, yeah, he shoved his way in. Good. And when Mr. Lewis Garvey uh, pulled this lady back to the table, he saw the new situation. Uh-huh. And he had to shove her under the table. <laughs> and so the show was done with three people seated at the table and one underneath it. Well, the moderator smiled as long as he could while all this was happening. And then he ran over and punched Mr. Lewis Garvey for producing a bad show. Uh-huh. After that, there was some organ music. <laughs> well, actually, it was all your fault, Mr. Fox. <laughs> I guess so. Well, we'd like to thank you for telling us about the fiasco. It's more than Mr. Lewis Garvey did. Goodbye, <laughs> sir. Right out that door. Thank you. Hey, mister. Uh, me? Yeah. Congratulations. Well, what for? 
though, for surviving the glorious fourth. You were great. Well, it wasn't really anything. It wasn't uh, really anything with all the highway slaughter that went on. Uh, don't be modest. You were magnificent. You saved every life in your family. Well, if you look at it that way, yes. Well, I do look at it that way. Anyone who got through the weekend without an accident. Well, now the funny thing is I almost tripped on the stairs. Anyway, I say, who got through the weekend without contributing to the carnage deserved a medal. Tell me, sir, how did you do it? What's your formula? Well, my buggy's been under lock and key since Friday. Congratulations. Thank you. Vincent Clemage, your host on the Home Affair Theater. I might say that we're well represented by Smolin's Silver Taste, a firm of commercial persuasion. And now, on to the 759th episode of Heartbreak Bridge, as Lieutenant Stuart Prestwich and Louise Graff are again caught up in their seemingly endless farewells. Stuart, would it be awful going back to the front? Well, Louise, any time you get shells, another type of vomit lofted your way, it's not like a stroll along Scrapston Mews. Stuart, will you miss London when you leave? I think so, Louise. I, I discussed that with the chaps in my regiment at Tel Alamein, and they're all agreed they'd rather be in London, too. Funny how chaps can be that way. About missing something, Stuart? I... Don't answer, Stuart. We have so little time. Stuart, look at the Thames, so rough and choppy. It's as though the river knows you have to be at Victoria Station very soon, and is boiling up in protest, not wanting you to go at all. Motion seconded, you little fool. Louise, will it be awful for you when I'm gone? Awful. Well, I've asked Denny Presgrove to look after you while I'm away. He's with royal publicity up at Shredswood and manages to get to London seven times a week. Does that mean... means nothing at all, Louise. First Grove is a fine chap and deserves some fun. You needn't be musty about it. But you're my chap, not he. <laughs> Louise, you funny little rotter. You haven't yet asked me Denny Presgrove's age. Stuart, how old is Denny Presgrove? He's 32, Louise. Hey, you silly goose, don't you feel better? No, I, I must be going. I'm not at Vic Station in a half hour. I'll not make train connections. Stuart... Must you make train connections? Louise, are you suggesting that I enter into unwarranted departure by a military person? Why not, Stuart? Others have done it. Yes. Immediately, they've gotten in bad with the Queen. Wouldn't want that hanging over old Stuart's head, would you? Suppose not. Huh. I believe Jerry's on time tonight. Dirty Bosch. Dash it all. I can't get to Vic Station in all this muck. I'll have to stay right here on Heartbreak Bridge. Worse luck? No, Stuart, it's good luck. I'm here, and you need someone to look after you. Now, take your glasses off, Stuart. They could break in all this bombardment. And once again, this is Vincent Clamage closing out another episode of Heartbreak Bridge. Lieutenant Stuart Prestwich is still in town. I don't suppose there's much we can do about it. Not until the next episode, at any rate. 
And this is your Smolin Silver Pace advertiser, reminding you that Smolin isn't in business for fun. Please spend freely. I think right now we should uh, play those tapes that were uh, brought in by Wally Ballou. Uh That's right. <laughs> this is the Fourth uh, of July uh, parade description that uh, Wally and his broadcasting partner, Artie Skirmahorn, covered. Uh, I, was this on the air at all, this broadcast? Uh, it was made for use today. I oh, heard it. Okay. Well, uh, is the tape ready to go? Okay. Let's hear it. This is radio's highly regarded... Wally Ballou, winner of 16 Diction Awards, greeting you from the 1959 Fourth of July Parade here in New York City. Before describing any of the activity here, I'd like to introduce and call in from his vantage point my broadcasting partner, Artie Skirmahorn. Can you hear me, Art? Skirmahorn here. Thank you, Wally. Yes, this is Artie Skirmahorn, the CBS radio here at Animal Announcer. Here to assist Wally Ballou in the broadcast of the annual Fourth of July parade. Uh, just, I see a... Excuse me, uh, Artie, this is Wally Ballou again. From my vantage point, I hated to interrupt you, but there is a band uh, rounding the corner, heading across. Let's go down and pick up... No, I'm afraid we missed that music. Is there anything going on at your point, uh, Artie? Up at this end, uh, Wally, uh, we have... Uh... A, a, a group of uh, children parading by now, and there's, yes, a band in back of them. So, Engineer, let's swing down and the same thing seems to have happened here, Wally. Back to your vantage point. And our luck next time, Artie Skirmahorn. Uh, I was going to ask you, oh, wait a minute, there is a band now, and I think if we swing our parabolic microphone down, we'll catch it. Fine. Uh, Artie, can you describe the view that you're looking at right now? Uh, hello? Uh, yes, Wally, I could. Uh, it is a beautiful day. I can count, oh, let me see, must be one, two, maybe 15 uh, uh, bricks placed the one on top of the other. Uh, and this has been carried on in some sort of a sequence so as to make a, a, what I would call a wall. Artie, they, uh, excuse me, this is Baloo again. I think you're describing the wall. Uh, if you turn around, I think the parade is behind you, Art. Will you try that? Please? Right. You're, you're so right, uh, Wally. That's true. Uh, and there's a band coming, so let's swing down now and pick up some of that exciting martial music, shall we? Uh, <laughs> You missed most of that, Artie. This is Wally Ballou. Uh, back at my vantage point, right now there's uh, a group of people just marching, uh, not listening to any particular music. Uh, I think now, let's swing down and pick up that band music. And there seems to be some trouble. Uh, 44th Street... Let me interrupt just a moment. There is a break here on the 44th Street. It doesn't carry all the way through. It's uh, necessary for the route of march to go through Grand Central Terminal. So there, that will be a delay, more or less. And uh, there is a big delay as the parade seems to disappear. Well, what do you think of that? I don't think we should put it on the air, though. No. no. So uh, they didn't cover anything. No. 
No, I don't think we'll broadcast that. Anyway, that was the big Fourth of July parade. <laughs> And now, for all of you out there, this is Tom Lowell, your world-renowned travel man, here to uh, answer the questions sent in by a travel box on this, the world of travel. I'm ready if you are, Ben Binder. Well, I'm ready, Tom Lowell. Ready with your questions? Fine, Ben. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Mr. Lowell, is Africa safe? Yes, Ben. Uh, Mr. Lowell, what's the cheapest way to travel? Well, uh, deportation proceedings speaks them all, but I guess the next cheapest way is to sneak aboard a ship, and when you're caught, tell the person you never carry more than $50 on your person at any one time. Oh, I see. Well, now, Mr. Lowell, uh, what is the maximum allowable luggage weight for each passenger on Skycraft Airlines? Well, Skycraft flies all over the world, and to make things easy for the passengers, their maximum allowable luggage weight comes to four pounds. Why so little, Mr. Lowell? Well, they feature the new lead fuselage for passengers' protection, and uh, it weighs considerable. Well, it would seem a plane like that would have trouble taking off. Well, they use runway six at Idlewild, and that's the runway that goes all the way to National Airport in Washington. And usually the plane becomes airborne some eight or nine miles away from Washington. Well, uh, so yes. room for a nice takeoff. Yes. Then uh, which is the best airline for weight allowance? Uh, any of the airlines which use lots of aluminum in the manufacture of their aircraft. Will do. All right. Well, now, Mr. Lowell, what's the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? None that I can see. The uh, alligator might possibly make a better shoe, but I'm not sure. Of that. And uh, what's the most interesting sight to be seen in the British Isles, Mr. Lowell? The guarding of the change, which takes place at the Bank of England, it's a very moving ceremony, one you don't want to miss. Well, how much uh, can a person lose at the gaming tables in Monte Carlo? Well, it varies with the individual, how much he can afford to lose, how much he wants to lose. I see. Well, now, which is the best language to speak when visiting Sweden, Mr. Lowell? For interesting results, Spanish is the best language to speak when visiting Sweden. In the world of travel, what are sea legs? I don't know. Where can one see the upcoming 1956 Olympic Games? They can be seen in London in 1952. I see. Well, Mr. Lowell, is it possible for a person to walk across the United States on foot? Not with Hawaii in the picture, it isn't. And how did you celebrate the acceptance of Hawaii as the 50th state in the Union, Mr. Lowell? Well, I was here in New York City with my family when I heard the news. What were the millions of people dancing in the streets, the parades, the crushing crowds? Well, what with all the noise and din that lasted through the night and on into the next day, I thought it best that we stay inside the apartment. That's what I did, too. And thank you, Tom Lowell. Answering Travel Man for your much-needed information. We'll be back tomorrow for the big uh, July 7th Bob and Ray show. A lot of surprises, and tomorrow, of course, is Children's Day, which is... Oh, that's right, I forgot. always look forward to. And uh, we have so many surprises for you tomorrow that we hope you'll be with us. Until then, this is Ray Goulding reminding you all to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumbs. CBS Radio Network and KNX AM and FM CBS Radio in Los Angeles.